Hi, welcome to today's daily almost daily devotional. We are um, looking at the final chapter of Ruth. We have today and then tomorrow and then one more Ruth uh, devotional, which will close out this week. And then next week, we'll look at a different topic leading us into our 40 days of prayer and Lent. Today, we're going to start with verse 9 of chapter 4. Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, Today you are witnesses that I've bought from the hand of Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Chilion and Malon, and also Ruth the Moabite, the wife of Malon, I've bought to be my wife, to preserve the dead man's name for his inheritance, so that the name of the dead man might not be cut off from his brother or from the gate of his hometown. Today you are witnesses. Then all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. May the Lord grant that the woman who is coming into your household be like Rachel and like Leah, both of whom built up the house of Israel. May you be fertile in Ephratah, and may you preserve a name in Bethlehem. And may your household be like the household of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, through the children that the Lord will give you from this young woman. Now this is a really important passage. This is the point when Ruth becomes grafted into the vine, into the body of the people of Israel. It's this moment, this act, that allows Ruth to be one of the key players in Jesus's genealogy. If Ruth, this moment hadn't happened, then Jesus doesn't descend from the line of David. We get a different New Testament story. Now, Boaz is doing this to preserve, he says, to preserve Ruth's family name. Basically, he's doing this to, um, to transition Ruth from an outsider, from a Moabite, to an insider, a person of Israel. She's now considered part of their family, the people of Bethlehem. And so if if and when Boaz dies, Ruth is not stuck anymore like she was before as an outsider. Now she's going to be cared for by the people of the city. She's one of them. It makes me think about at church and in our faith communities and in our families, what it requires for someone to become one of us. Do we have we have formal processes that get people to join the church and all of that stuff. But how many informal ways do, how many hoops, how many informal hoops do we require people to jump through before they become part of the family? Or is there a way for them even to become part of the family? If you're new, if you're a newer member, do you always, are you always seen as the outsider? Even if you've been there for 20 years. You know, it's something we need to think about, all of the little ways that we exclude people. We Even if we say they've been included and welcomed into the family and one of us, do we include them in ways that are meaningful, that makes them actually part of the family, a valuable member? Do they have a voice? Do they have a say? Are they listened to and valued? It's a challenge for us. How open is our, are our doors? How welcoming are we, really, to new people and new ideas? Maybe that's the challenge for us today. God bless.